Welcome to the Ignited Podcast, where we come to equip, empower, and ignite the youth of this generation. Today, we have with us Trisha and Tammy. Do you guys want to say hello? Hey. Hello. 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 All right. So today, we are going to be touching on a few things, and one of those is the LGBTQ community and how we as Christians are supposed to um, approach them, but most importantly, how can we minister to that specific community? Um, And so I'm going to start off with the verse for today's episode. I usually end it with the verse, but I'm going to start it off just to give an idea of what we're going to talk about. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 16, it says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, it's not of the Father, but is of the world. So, Trisha, I wanted you to um, just tell us your heart. Tell us how you want Christianity, how you want the whole body of Christ to um, come together and unite and, and preach the gospel to not only this specific community, but to all communities. Thank you, Winner. Um, I think that's a great scripture to start out with because we know this is identified as Pride Month. And so that's a huge deception when it comes to pride as being okay, because we know scripture tells us God resists the proud. Mm -hmm. Um, And so identity is huge. And it's also can be a deception. It can be very deceiving. Later on in that chapter, which you just read from, talks about the deception of the last hour and the Antichrist that has come into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, first, we need to love Love looks like something. I think we talked about that in one of our podcasts, but love looks like something. Love looks like being able to speak the truth in love because God loves everyone. Mm -hmm. God loves them. But it's the sin, I think, that we shy away from talking about. Um, You know, Sodom and Gomorrah is in the Old Testament, but it's also referenced in the New Testament as well. Mm -hmm. And so Sodom and Gomorrah is very specific to the homosexual and to sins of against the body. And I think that, you know, it's important to speak out about that because we can't dismiss the fact that that place was destroyed with fire and brimstone because of the sexual immorality. And I think when we reach out to the people who are bound, because this is, they are deceived and they are bound in a uh, sin against their own body. Mm-hmm. And when we reach out to them in love, it is walking aside them. It is walking along right. with them. Absolutely. But it's not shying away from the fact that this is a sin. Right. And the fear of the Lord is to hate what God hates, but love what God loves. Mm-hmm. God hates the sin. God loves the sinner. That's I awesome. so agree. Wow. Winner, I think some somewhere in the, the last decade, <laughs> and, you know, this, these words, I disagree with you, became I hate you. And, and I think they, you know, although we are not forced to bow down to, to any golden image, right? But it's somehow we are pressured to bow down to this great little G-O-D of public opinion. Right. And I think these last several years, I've seen a lot of Christians cave to this culture. Mm. And, and I think we all can agree to that. 
Right. And so it's like, so what do we do as believers? You know, what do we do? What do we do? Um, I believe no matter what identity a person chooses, that identity was created in the image of God. And, mm-hmm. you know, Genesis 1 to 27 is very clear. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. It wasn't random or happenstance. Um, God intricately intricately (laughs) knitted every human being in the womb. And that's, you'll find that in Psalms 139, 13, you know, so can I bounce off of that? Please do. Um, I'm going to disagree with that actually. So we're going to go into this little thing. Okay. At least the way I've studied Genesis. I love you girl. (laughs) At least I've, I've, (laughs) the way I've studied that topic being children of God, we know that obviously God created Adam and Eve in his image, right? And so later on in Genesis chapter 5, it says that Adam created Seth, his son, Mm -hmm. in his own likeness. And then ever since then, we've been made in in the likeness of flesh, of, of man, and not of God. Because if we were made in the image of God, we would kind of, in a sense, be quote unquote perfect obviously he he knows who we are he knows how he made man because he started off with adam and eve but when we're born of god when we're children of god we have to be born again also and so that's why i also think when we become born again that's when we become children of god that's when we be, we become made in his image because his image looks like righteousness his image looks like holiness his image looks like somebody living for him in his ways. And so the way I've interpreted scripture is that God made Adam and Eve in his image. But then, like I said, Adam made his son in his, in his own likeness. And then furthermore, we were made. Well, likeness and image are two different things. They are. Correct. Right? They I mean... Are. I love you, girl. You know that. But I, I do believe everyone is created in God's image. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I will stand on that. I, I love you, girl. That too. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I agree. I agree. But, you know, you brought up something very interesting, uh, Winter, when you said that um, everyone must be born again. You know, uh, the born again thing is, be, you know, I want to just really highlight that because oftentimes you'll hear someone say that I was born this way. I was born to be a homosexual. I was born to change my den- my identity or to change my den- my gender. But you're right. Jesus said you must be born again. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you have been born into that type of a uh, culture or that type of a confusion, call upon the name of the Lord. Because you will then be born again, and he will show you clear identity. He will show you how you were fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. Because I do believe every single person is made in his image, you know. But it's the sin that took away the um, righteousness. It took away how God created everything to be perfect. In the beginning, he created Mm -hmm. everything perfect. Mm -hmm. And it was the sin that changed that. Um, so yes, I believe that, you know, I believe with both, 
of, you know, we are created in the image, but we do have to be born again to receive the righteousness right. of Christ because Christ is who makes us righteous. Definitely, We cannot be righteous on our own. We Correct. cannot save ourselves right. and we cannot be washed from our sin until we are born again. Right. And one thing too is we are born into sin. Right. Each and every single one of us is born into sin, but that's why we must be born again. That's right. That's, that's the that's whole right. purpose. Totally agree. Because if, if we were born into sin and God didn't give us the opportunity to be born again, then he wouldn't be a good God, would he? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, It would have certainly been unusual and unjust punishment for right, Jesus had right. we not been born sinners. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that we just really should not confuse loving God's creation with affirming the sin of the world. Correct. What, what it promotes, because it, it's promoting quite a bit lately, Amen. is the sin of the world. It's okay. It's good. It's like, oh, no. Oh, please, don't do this. Amen. Right. You know, Jesus was firm in his stance. Yes, he, he was. He was very firm in his stance and in including marriage. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm right there. So obviously we, we know that today's generation specifically they're confused. I've never seen another generation so confused as this. Wow. And they don't know who they are. They don't know who they want to be. And the world is telling them how they should be, how they should act, what they should consider. But they're also telling them, this is not what you should be. This is not what you should consider. And what they're telling these kids or this, you know, the the young adults in this generation is you can be, you can be gay. You can be a uh, transgender. You can do all that stuff, but we don't want you to be Christ followers standing up for righteousness and judgment because that's hateful. That's judgmental. That's hate speech. And they don't agree with us. So we don't want you to be like them, but you can be this. You can be a drag queen. You can go into the schools and, and read to innocent children because that's accepted. That's morally good. That's, um, you know, we're accepting queer theory and all these ideologies into our, into our society. That's okay. But the Bible is not okay. We are going to shut that down as, as quickly as we can, and we're going to cancel it out, you know, one and done. And for anyone listening today on this episode, how can we guide them on the right path? How can we tell them, hey, you know, we, we know that they're saying that this is not what you should be doing, but you should be doing this. But how can we give them hope and tell them the Bible is the way that we should go because it's the, our only hope? Wow. Go so, you know, we know <laughs> first and foremost that judgment starts in the church in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So unity is one thing that has to, to come to the forefront for us to stand united and speak the truth, the truth out in love. We cannot take the Bible and take pieces and parts of the Bible and twist it and turn it so that it's not right. offensive to someone else. Right. If we are living a lifestyle outside of the holiness of Christ and calling ourselves Christ followers, we need to be careful 
because there's a judgment that comes to the body of Christ first, Mm -hmm. because we are the ones that have been saved. We are the ones the truth has been implanted in us, and that is what we need to speak forth. There is a judgment that will come to the unrighteous. The the scripture is very clear about it in 2 Peter. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, you know, false doctrines, false teachers were in the world when Jesus walked the earth. They are more prevalent now than ever. And so to waver from the truth of God is is a Christian or as a Christ follower is sinful. Mm -hmm. We cannot waver from the truth. We cannot shy away from speaking out what God calls a sin is a sin, regardless of if it's a brother or a sister in that sin. It's still a sin. Right. So true. So true. Well, I, I just also, excuse me. <clears throat> got a little cough there. My coffee is a little strong, but <laughs> it's all good. It I love my good. coffee. I love my coffee. But when her, and, and I, I really believe that homosexuality is, is complicated. It is complicated, but there's, it's not a gray. I mean, the, but it's not a gray area. Does that make sense? It's, it's complicated. Yes. And I, it, you know, it's sin, it's sin. And, and it so separates a person from a holy God. And I think that's, just understanding it is more than just, I'm this. It, you know, it affects your mind, your body, your everything, everything that you are. It is a, it's an effect to the whole body, right. mind, body, soul. I mean, yep. I'm going to go back to what you had stated earlier, Tammy, about God creating one man and one woman. If you're confused about what you are or who you were created to be, mm-hmm. you know, there's ways of checking that. <laughs> have, do you have a mirror? Oh. No, you know, I mean, I have once heard, oh, just drop your drawers and check your plumbing. And Come that on. will tell you we are the real what you are created here. to be. There's oh, no confusion in that. Hilarious. There is no confusion in that. And again, this is a deception and that's right. of the evil one. This that's is a deception. Right. It's a mockery of God. Anything that God does, there comes a deception. There comes a mockery to deceive even the elect is what scripture says, Mm, even the Mm. elect of God. And if we as Christians cannot stand up and say, you are a man or you are a woman, there is no in between. You are not a cat. You are not a dog. You are not (laughs) a cow. Come on, sister. You know? Right. And there's only one way for natural reproduction. Mm -hmm. And it is not as being a sodomite or a homosexual. Right, right. God right. said be fruitful and multiply. You can only be fruitful and multiply by one man and one woman. And speaking this truth, again, is in love because this is a sin. Sin separates a person from God. Right. And again, you know, here we go. Heaven or hell, it's real. Jesus taught about Hades. So I'm going to use that word, mm-hmm. Hades, uh-huh. because people are like, the hell's not real. Yes. It's often in the Old Testament, it was talked about as referred to as Sheol. Yep. And in the New Testament, it's typically talk or spoken Hades. of as Hades. Yep. So Jesus holds those keys to both heaven and hell, Hades, right? So continuing in sin is a life of destruction, And there's only one way out of that life, and that's Jesus Christ. That is through the washing and the regenerating of the blood of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So true. 
so true. I Ooh. think um, one thing that I've that I've seen just like through social media is that you can be both. Mm-hmm. You can be transgender. You can be oh. both. I'm Wait. saying, hear me out. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me. I'm like, I'm from winter. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, they're saying that you can be both a Christian and oh, homosexual. You oh, can be got both you. a mm-hmm. Christian and transgender. Ooh, ooh. And that is just how. It's a slippery slope. Deceived and confused this world is. It's not even just this generation. I've seen grown people mm-hmm. who call themselves queer pastors. Oh, I've seen it. They've argued with me because I've said, this is not the Bible. You need to repent. Absolutely. And they've said, well, well, Jesus was a homosexual. Oh my goodness. Because he kissed Peter on the cheek. I've heard that too. Come on. I've I've heard a couple things too. Now that things are right. But if you go back to that, that, that was their culture. That's how they greeted people. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And they can just use one scripture and just twist it up to fit oh, their like agenda. Said, just like you said. And it's, it's just, it just mind boggles me. I am so dumbfounded on how people think that, that this is ac- acceptable for one and that they think it's okay for two and that they think it's right. <laughs> it's okay to be queer pastor Ooh. and, and live in sin and, and, do all of these things and then go to church and tell everybody that God loves them and which he does, but he's not going to, he doesn't love your sin. Mm. He's not going to send, you know, just your sin to hell. He's going to send you and your sin to hell. Wow. That's true. Ooh. It's very true. Well, I, I can share with you a little bit with, with where the Lord is leading me with the young adults and the youth and, and, and I believe that they, this, this generation that are called Christ followers, that are um, discipled learners of Christ, that have sat at the feet of Jesus and they have listened and they have learned and they have grown into being the disciples of Christ for this generation because they were born for a specific time and day and this is it. The fact of it is, is that they are being mentored and discipled, but they're not seeing the older generation standing up and saying, this is the way we're going to do this. Um, they're kind of lost. They, they want to say something to their friends or they're someone that, that they know that's homosexual or transgender or confused, but they don't have the equipping to do it. Right. So here we are as grown women you know, different generation, and God is calling, I need you to come alongside them. I want you to share with them. I want you to show them um, about the love of my son, but yet the truth shall set you free. And, And for them to be equipped and empowered and being built in that direction. I think we we don't see that. I, that's why I really feel that we're so quiet. Does anybody else agree? Absolutely. We're just so quiet. Like Jesus will take care of it. Well, Jesus created you right. <laughs> in this day and age to share the love right. and to share the gospel, the truth. Mm-hmm. And and I don't see that much. And maybe because, you know, I'm looking around. I, I have my group of friends that I know that would stand up. Right. But I look around, like you said, and I see pastors that are like, it's cool. It's good. 
Right. Get them in the church and then yeah. we'll deal with them. It's like, oh, and, and then nothing's dealt. Nothing is done. It is, it's totally different. Have you guys heard of um, Michael Todd? Michael Todd. He's um he's a, a he's a mega church pastor. Um I believe out of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um but there was this whole controversy thing that he did a couple months ago over his Easter service. Oh really? And he had this whole performance and oh. secular music I you heard this. Yes, I heard and about this. One of the, I listened to a few things that he said. Yeah. Oof. And he said, you know, I don't know why God made just male and female. You know, I would have been, I would have been like, God, you think we could, you know, do something in between? Stop it. That's that's what a pastor mega church so of that, a mega church thousands said. that goes back to the false doctrines and the false teachers and testing right. the spirits. Right testing whether or not they mm, truly are from good. God. That's you know, good, in, sure. in second Peter, it talks about preaching the word. Mm-hmm. It's, we are charged before God and the Lord Jesus who judges the living and the dead at his appearance in his, in his kingdom. He says, preach the word, mm-hmm. be ready in season and out of season, convince rebuke. Mm-hmm. He uses the, the word rebuke here, mm-hmm. exhort, and with all, and with all, long suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to fables. All right. So, wow. if anybody so is preaching so anything good. outside of the the, the living word of God, there's one thing that keeps coming back to my mind. And in the book of Revelation, I believe it's the last chapter, it says, mm. you shall not add to or take, take away, away from mm-hmm. this book. Mm-hmm. Yep. So again, it's the deception. Deception, this whole world is deceived and blinded. And the, the people of Christ have shut their mouths oh. to speaking out the Come truth. Come on, sister. Right. Because on. we're we live in this study. Don't don't offend me. Oh. That offends me. I don't like how that made me feel. You know what? It's okay, right? <laughs> because the truth that I'm speaking out to you it's is going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> because if it didn't make you uncomfortable, right. then right. that would mean you are walking in the will of God. That me- that would mean that you are walking mm. in the righteousness that Christ has called us to live. Mm-hmm. Again, be holy. Because I am holy. Right. Speaking these things out or speaking the truth, because as Sister said earlier, it is the truth that will make you free. If you don't know the truth, if we are afraid to speak the truth out, what is it that's going to make these people free? Isn't it in a sense, if we don't speak the truth that the Lord has put in our hearts, isn't that withholding and considered a form of hatred toward those people? Mm -hmm. Because we're withholding the key that right. could set them free. It's like selfishness. Like, I just want to keep it to myself. Right. That's right. selfish. Right. That's right. selfish. You know? Now, you know, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that we're supposed to be going out and judging people <laughs> no. and saying, you're no. going to go to hell, <laughs> repent. But I do believe there is significance in speaking about hell and repentance. Right. That's right. Jesus spoke how many times in the New Testament about repent. The kingdom right. of the heaven is near. Right. Repent of your sins. 
Unless you repent, you will die in your sin. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Boy, we can't uh, transform anybody. (laughs) You know, you can introduce the gospel of Jesus all day long. All day long, but personally, you can't transform a, a single soul. That's true. But you you planted the seed, and we've talked about that. And I want to get back to another part of Trisha's, where I I do believe that it's the authority that is such a negative. It's such a negative contrast to coming under the authority of someone or something. Um, I have seen it. You've seen it, Winter. I think we've all seen it about this authority being a very bad thing. I don't want to come under your authority. Right. I, I don't, you know, I want to do whatever I want. And and these are children, mm-hmm. children and, um, you know, doing whatever they want to do. And, and it's like, no, no, no. The, the authority, I think in this, in this society, authority has become a very bad thing. It's been a, yeah. it's a taboo. Don't come under the authority of people. Be yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, it's because parents. Be, your, be yourself. Yes. Yeah. Be yourself. But, but know your identity. Who right. are you? Right. You can't be yourself. Unless you connect with your creator. Absolutely. Right. And Absolutely. parents have taken away discipline. Oh, the fear Man. of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. My mama would look at me for one second. I'd be like, I'm trembling in my shoes. I was, yeah. Proverbs parents, states, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right. Yes. And nobody has the fear of the Lord. And what is See. the fear of the Lord? What would you tell yeah, people? How, yeah. What the fear of the Lord is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for one, it's reverence. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm afraid of displeasing somebody that I love, love. Mm-hmm. so much. Just like my mom. Yeah. I don't ever want to make her upset. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to do anything that comes against her. I wouldn't ever say anything about her that's not true. Right. It's the same thing right. with, with God. I respect him and I love him so much that I do not want to do anything displeasing towards him because I know who he is. Amen. And I know what he can do. <laughs> yes. Fearing God doesn't mean I, I'm afraid to go to hell. No, that's the wrong fear. Right. It's right. It's a big I think difference. there should be a little bit of a fear of judgment because right. scripture uh-uh. says every, every person will stand before the Lord and give an account of their life. Mm-hmm. And we will be a judged according yep. to what we have done. Mm-hmm. Even the unbeliever is going to stand before the Lord and give an account. And he's either going to say, depart from me for I never knew you, you workers of iniquity, or... Um, well done, my good and faithful right. son, yep. right. or daughter. Yes, that is the fear of the Lord. Yeah, you know, you know, and I just want to go on a little bit as we continue into the. the I mean, we're right into it. The wrath of unrighteousness in the Book mm. of Romans. God mm-hmm. speaks very clearly about um, the the judgment that comes for unrighteousness, and that you know, again, of the fear of the Lord, and this is very specific to uh, the homosexual lifestyle because it states that um, God gave them over to uncleanness and their lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. There you go. For this reason, God gave them vile passions, even for their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman 
burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. They did not retain the knowledge of God. And it says that they are filled with unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. And it goes on and on and on and on for the unrighteous and the judgment. You know, but since we're talking about the homosexuality, the further away that a person gets in sin, not just homosexuals, but anyone who is in sin, we are given over. The, our minds are given over. Mm-hmm. And we are not, it, it becomes so far that we can't hear the voice of God as clearly as we do. And those are strongholds that are in our lives, strongholds in our minds, things that we are exalting above the knowledge of Christ. It says right. we are to take hold, take captive those thoughts to the mm-hmm. obedience of Christ and punish them. Yep. And so as long as we are not speaking out truth, there is nothing going into the darkness of the mind mm-hmm. to set those people free, to, to start to speak against those strongholds. Right. When I was, um, this past, past Saturday night, I went preaching downtown. And um, one of the things I, I preached on was John 10.10. 10. It mm-hmm. says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. But I have come that you may have life and life with more abundance. And I said, why do you let the enemy steal from you? Why do you let him destroy your life? Why do you let him kill off your, 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 your joy? And people just looked at me and I said, because God came to give life and life with more abundance, Amen. but you have to repent. You have to be born again. And I said, it all comes down to one choice and you are the one that makes that one choice. Right. Amen. It is all up to you. Amen. I can preach to you until I'm blue in the face, but unless you decide that you want to repent, exactly. unless you decide that you want Jesus coming into your life to separate you from sin and to, to fill you with righteousness and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, it's not going to happen. It's all up to you. I can't do it for you. Amen. You are the one that makes that decision. Yep. And so that's why I say, why do you let the enemy do this? Why do you let the enemy do that? Because it's all up to you. God gave us a free will. If he didn't give us free will, he would be a very controlling and unjust God. Everyone would be saved. And everyone <laughs> right. would be a beautiful world. Okay. <laughs> and people are like, and, and I am actually looking for this answer. So if, if Tammy or Trisha would like to answer this, people will say, well, if he gave us free will, if I choose not to follow him, how come there's still a punishment? Because he gave us free will. Why do I have to follow him? Why do I have to believe in him if he gave us free will? That's a good question. How would you answer that? That's a good question. But freedom is love. You know, he is the creator. There are some things that even when our parents are telling us what to do, we don't, we don't have to know the reason why. <laughs> right? Exactly. Don't put your hand on that. The free will comes because of his love. <laughs> You yes. know, there's a consequence in no matter what we do. Right. 
And he said, this is how you're going to live because I love you so much because he knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. Mm -hmm. And he is the creator. You know, I think this goes back to the fear of God. Why would we even question something like that if we truly reverenced him and his righteousness and his holiness? Why would that even be a question? Because we've allowed it to be a question. Right. He's saying, though, I'm not going to force you to follow me. I'm not going to force you to love me. But there is a consequence because I'm the creator. And I do believe that God can say, because I am God. And this is what I said, and this is my word, and I'm holy, and I'm righteous, and I think that should be enough of an answer right? that we don't really owe anyone else an explanation, and I don't believe God does either, mm-hmm. because God chose, God chose to create, right? right? Mm-hmm. Creation, a birth, God opens wombs, God closes wombs, someone being born is because God allowed it. And until the world can see that only things happen because God allows them, those kind of questions are going to be a deflection. They def- those kind of f- questions deflect the truth, mm-hmm. you know, um, because repentance, you know, you, we've, we've spoke that word. What does repentance mean? It means you turn and you face God and you face what you have done and start to walk away from the sin that easily has deceived you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I we are all born into sin, and we also have, I believe we all have a besetting sin, a sin that so easily entangles us, a sin mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. that, yeah, we're, we're free and delivered, but if we don't keep watch, if, we, if we're not careful, it'll snatch us up. That's true. And Very true. Um, we have to be alert at all times. And like like the Bible says, the thief doesn't come and rob an empty house. Right. That's correct. Right. There would be no purpose. That's you right. have something inside of you that he wants, but you're not going to give it to him because you've been on alert. And so I, I agree with every word you said, Trisha. I mean, people have been deceived so much that that they, they just they know what the truth but they just refuse to right. believe the truth. Right? They seek after a God that is comfortable for them, <clears throat> or they have the... <clears throat> my goodness, I'm so sorry. Or they seek after a God that has a, um, a certain characteristic that they're used to, or they're, they're okay with. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. I know growing up, G-O-D, big G-O-D, you know, my mom's like, if you don't knock it off, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God's going to come get you, you know? Yeah. And I was, I was fearful in that respect, but I also had reverence of who he was. Absolutely. But, um, but I do see this in this culture where they do, and I say they, you know, the, the community, the, you know, they have a, a form of God. They, they look for a certain form that they are comfortable with. Yeah, just like the scripture, they have a form yeah. of godliness. Yep. Yeah, so and, and they find it, and they mm-hmm. look, and then they attach themselves to that. Mm-hmm. And right. God's like, no, no, no. People don't want to deal with the things that make us uncomfortable. No. Because that requires change. Right. That it requires does. admitting something that 
we thought was correct. You know, whoever, who wants to be wrong? I mean, yeah. <laughs> most people don't want to be wrong. The enemy. You know, right, right. Well, and I'm so, glad you said that because we have to know who the true enemy is, right? Absolutely. Right? right? I it's mean, not flesh and blood, and not. that's the thing. It's the spirits of the world. That's it's it. the darkness and it's the deception. Yep. You know, my love for people, when I think about people who are so bound in sin, if Jesus Christ would come back today, right now, that's it, right? That's it. Isn't that what scripture says? Yep. And so the people that would be separated, they would be separated from God, but they're not separated from his love. Mm. We see in the book, you know, where it talks about the rich man and Lazarus. So we know that when you're in Hades or hell, you can still cry out because that's that right, verse is very clear about that, teeth and, you know. And yes. so being made in the image of God, we have him even when we're separated from him into the darkness. His love in Romans says there is nothing that will ever separate us from his love, not life, not death, not principalities, not powers, not darkness, nothing. Right. So to cry out for your creator for the rest of your life and not be with him, I just, I can't imagine that. And so my love for the people who are bound now is a grieving process for me. Right. To know what scripture says and to think that anybody would be separated from God forever mm -hmm. is very, very grieving mm. in my soul. Very, very much so. It's very scary. Well... <clears throat> We are going to touch on this some more in the next coming episodes. But for, for now, we thank you for listening and for tuning in. And um, feel free to um, connect with us for any questions you may have or any prayer requests. We have Instagram, Facebook, and um, we do have an email. And it's all at the Ignited Podcast. So we thank you for listening. And Tammy, would you like to pray us out? Oh, I sure would. So, Father God, we thank you. Lord, you hear our cry. Lord, you know who is listening. Lord, I, I pray right now that you pierce a heart, their hearts, mighty God, to, to understand that you love them. You gave your son for them. Lord, I thank you right now that hearts are, are open, eyes are open to things around them, mighty God, and our voice just it, it pierces their hearts because it's your voice that's going out there. So, Lord, I thank you that we get to be a part of something so much greater than ourselves. And, Lord, we just want to give this over to you. We want to be honoring to you, and we want to be honoring to this podcast and I, and I praise you, mighty God, for the word goes forth, and it will not return void. So, Lord, we thank you again for allowing us to be on the airways. And, Lord, we thank you for the people that are listening. And, Lord, we just know that this is going to just be honoring to you. And so, Lord, we're just going to lift your name up today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.